0: You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and I'm joined by Dr. Neil Davis, a pediatrician with Intermountain Healthcare. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you for
0: the opportunity. Yeah, we appreciate your time. As we know, of course, right now, uh, yourself, healthcare providers uh, around our great state of Utah, our country, and our world are very busy right now as we are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic. And so we do appreciate you taking this time to answer some questions that we know uh, our, our listeners and our parents out there have. So thank you. You're
1: welcome.
0: So as we all kind of work around the changes that we're seeing, uh, not just you know here in Utah, but nationally and globally amidst the coronavirus pandemic, we know that parents have a lot of questions uh, when it comes to taking care of their children and what is safe and, and what is not safe and what they should do and what they shouldn't do is so many of us are under uh, different directives and orders to stay at home and to stay safe and, um, you know, try to stop the spread of coronavirus as much as we can. Um, a note for our listeners is, uh, they may notice a little bit of a delay in our conversation. Uh, we are practicing social distancing as well and, uh, recording our podcast from a very different location than normal, you and I in different locations. And then for myself here at Two News, uh, we predominantly will film our episodes in our podcast studio. But today we are doing it via Skype and recording it differently so that uh, we can do our part as well to keep uh, everyone as safe and as healthy as possible. So uh, appreciate our listeners tuning in and maybe hearing it a little differently, but it's all for a good reason. Some of the questions that we know parents have right now, doctor, are uh, accessing childcare during the pandemic and especially for families who may have children with chronic disease or illness. What do they need to know right now as we are seeing so many changes uh, at hospitals and at clinics and um, different, you know, healthcare providers? What do they need to know? Because this can be a very scary situation for them trying to understand what to do?
1: Yeah, again, a great question. I think it's not possible probably to overemphasize the importance of that appropriate social distancing first. Um, It has worked to help flatten the curve, and so honestly, thank you to everyone um, in that regard. Now, the question comes, what about really needed medical services? Or what if I have a child that has very complex medical conditions. How do we navigate that? What we know now about COVID, the coronavirus disease in children, is that generally kids have mild disease, um, less symptoms. We're also getting some data that suggests, not surprisingly, that kids with a lot of medical complexity may have a little more symptoms. Now, that's not a re is isn't a panic, but it is a reason to plan and and prepare. And so one thing that families can do is be able to reach out to their child's medical office and be able to even get a video visit with their provider. Nearly every office now is providing these video visits to really sit down and talk about the individual care plan is what it's called, the care plan for a child. What do we need to know? Do we have the medicines that we need? And how can we be prepared for the future?
0: And like you said, there's no need to panic, but to plan, to prepare. Um, The last thing that we would ever wanna do is um, instill fear in any of our listeners uh, when it comes to, you know, making sure that their children are, are safe and properly treated for whatever illness they may have, you know, during this pandemic but there are a lot of changes being made, some of them day to day. And so for families who maybe are having to see providers on a more regular basis than, you know, just a child wellness checkup, what, what kinds of changes are they gonna see? What do they need to know? How do they go about, you know, kind of planning for that appointment where they know there's probably gonna be some changes?
1: Yeah, that that's a great question. So, first thing, as I mentioned, I want to touch on the video visits again. Again, medical offices are providing these, and it's a it's a great thing. I I had one of these with a child, a two year old, with a significant medically complex illness. I was able to to see her on the video screen on mom, mom's lap, and of course she was off mom's lap and running around the room in her sister's shiny slippers which was fun. And and honestly, being able to see her do that and talk with her mom, and I mean, it's a pretty good assessment that she's doing well now, then we can review, do we have the right medications? Do we have the right things at home in place? And then lastly, what are the lines of communication if concerns arise? Making sure the parents feel supported that they know they're not alone, that that care office is still their supportive team to be able to help them navigate these things. So I, I do think that that is honestly a silver lining here is that we're developing new ways to be able to connect these families with kids with medical complexity.
0: And that's fantastic, getting kind of a different perspective on you know how to treat and kind of the, the lifestyle and the livelihood of that child. Because we know children predominantly acted differently when they're at the doctor's office. Some may be a little more timid or some maybe maybe a little scared of the scenario. When you get them in their home environment, they're completely themselves and running around in their shiny slippers.
1: Right. When they do come in, you asked about that too, you know, we also, it's also really important that parents know that when these kids or any kid has an illness where they really need to be seen, again, stay in touch with your child's medical office, make that communication and when they need to be seen, the offices are there. So many offices have done many things to reduce exposure risk, uh, a lot of innovative ideas there. To be able to get kids in when they need to be seen for critical services and make sure to have those um, safe and appropriate interactions for your child's health.
0: And from a parent standpoint, of course, the well-being of our children is always a top priority. And with that being said, I know that at times as parents, we can also be quick to concern in regards to, oh, no, I think I need to take my child to the doctor. Oh no, something has happened. There is an owie. There's a rash. There's a, the list goes on. And so we know right now that that's probably not the best mindset to be in to just rush to the doctor. Um, you know, for a number of reasons and for one of them, for the fact that, you know, we are being told to stay home and and not rush out for no reason. Um, so at, at what point, maybe to ease the minds of some of our listeners and our parents listening, um, who may be quick to jump in the car and want to take their child to the doctor, at what point is that line of, okay, you don't need to take your child to the doctor for this, but if you get to this point of the scenario, yes, this is when you do need to take your child to the doctor amidst this pandemic. That,
1: that's a great question. There are two components to that question, or at least to the answer. And the first is, again, stay, stay in communication with your child's medical office. The teams there are trained to be able to help triage those questions. And we don't want parents to feel alone right now. That's the wrong message. The message is call your child's medical office. Talk through your concerns. The teams there can help you know if your child does need to be seen. And if they do need to be seen, it will be done in the safest way possible. The second piece um, to that answer is related to COVID itself or just viral illnesses in general. Kids will often have a runny nose and a cough, um, and those things are generally managed just fine at home. We cross a line when a child begins to have difficulty breathing. So if the difficulty breathing is mostly sort of congestion in the nose, that's generally not as concerning. If there is difficulty breathing in the chest, um, some straining in the chest to breathe, that's definitely a time to be able to contact your child's medical office and talk through those concerns and be able to get the right care.
0: Thank you so much for that. I know there's you know, so many parents, and especially you talk about the runny nose and the cough, and um, children, of course, are already kinds of little walking Petri dishes and so we do see those runny noses often and right now in, in the times that we're in, I think a lot of us are, you know, kind of on the edge of our seats in the sense of making sure everyone is safe and healthy. And the minute you see something that could be what you would presume is to be a symptom can be alarming and especially uh, in a child and, you know, as we continue to learn more about the virus. We continue to learn more about how it affects um, children and, you know, all ages. And so I think that, um, you know, by answering that and saying, you know, there are different ways to look at it and, and different signs that you should be looking for, not just that runny nose and cough.
1: Yes. But, again, the main message being anytime you have a question, reach out. Um, you're not alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a great message, um, as we leave our listeners with because they're not alone. Uh, they have, you know, their medical providers that they can contact. All of you in, in the healthcare world are working so hard right now, uh, to answer all of these questions for people, to make sure people feel, uh, like they are safe and uh, you know, that they are educated on what's going on. So we can't thank you enough uh, because we are all in this together right now.
1: Yes, and you're very welcome. And, and thank you for the great communication tools that you're providing for the community. That's much appreciated.
0: Doctor, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. Um, continue to uh, stay safe and stay healthy. And we just can't thank you enough, uh, not only for your time in this busy, busy world that we're living in right now, um, but also for everything you do uh, at your practice and um, for our for our community and our great state of Utah, keeping all of us safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Your Baby podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.